When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm the new singer of Hightower. It's official. There's a new singer, Timo. I'm the new singer. Fuck you. Now there's a singer. Everybody wanted a voice. Here it is. I'm the guy. Timo, everybody. Hi, Hi everyone. Yeah. My name is Tony. Welcome. welcome to me. Just give it the old college chart right here. Oh, big dog's in. What do you think, Schmidt? Help me out. Part direct. Talk to Schmidt. He's so fucking busy. He shit my pants, lad. You roll the decks, it's fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Schmidt. I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, what's up, podcasters? We're uh, back in the SFC day before the Super Bowl. And uh, we got episode lucky number seven. And boy, are you in luck. Because we got Grindline Skate Park's Money Gun, Dog Shit's new pro, Skate Rock Survivor, please welcome RPM, Flying Ryan Patrick McWhorter, a.k.a. Peabody. What's up, bod? How you doing today? Just fine. Oh, and happy birthday to my sister, Jenna. Who is the one responsible for first calling you Peabody? That would be uh, Tom Meow. A.K.A. Black Tom. About what year? Fuck, dude. That'd have to be like, I was probably like 13. And I had glasses like you do right now. <laughs> which I also need to get a new pair. But he'd call me uh, Professor Peabody. Because I look like that fucking cartoon character, the little white dog. You know? Yeah. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where it came from. And then when did you become the bod? Um... Summer Comes Early, Deluxe Tour. Uh, that was coined by Frank. Because there was a, um, I think we like pulled over for a piss stop and it was just this, like an auto body shop that just said the body shop. And so Frank wanted to take a picture with me. So he's like, the body. Never stuck, I guess. Sick. Yeah, Sean, Sean hit me up and was like, the podcast. He sent me that text too. Uh, true or false, you were born in the same city as Michael Jackson? No, false. I uh, mean, I don't know. I think he was, I thought he's from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I'm from, uh, I was born in the south side of Indianapolis. True yeah. or false, you were an extra in the movie Breaking Away? False. <laughs> <laughs> I did grow up watching that movie, though. All right. True or false, you bought firecrackers in a tiny shack in Gary, Indiana from a guy with a lit cigarette? True, yeah, I forgot all about that. I was like, damn, dude, this dude's like smoking cigs in this fucking firework warehouse. True or false, you placed it the first chili bowl at Crocker? The first? No. Um, That'd be the last one at Crocker. Because I never skated them until the last one. Oh. And Sean was like all drunk and I wasn't even going to skate it. And he's like, you got, because he's like, couldn't skate, he had to go do something, or he's all faded. And, you gotta do. You gotta rep it for the fucking locals and shit. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, fine then. But it was like fifteen dollar entry fee, 
and uh, Rob Collinson. He's like, you're gonna skate, and I'm like, I don't have fifteen fucking dollars to skate this stupid contest, you know? He's like, I got you, don't worry about it. <laughs> and um, what's his name? Fucking uh, Josh Matson beat me. I got second. He got first. You got second. He got, I got first. Second. Yeah, the last. The old alley boneless bowl. in. Yeah, that was his move. Uh, all right, true or false? In a five-year span, you made it to the 500 Club over 500 times. Oh, uh, easily. <laughs> I've probably been there 500 times in in a year. <laughs> Me and Sean used to live like two doors down from there. We go there every fucking day. Yeah. Shout out to the bartenders for the free brew. Sub Donnie, <laughs> Bradley, uh, Grio. <laughs> what do you got? Black and orange or red and gold? Both, man. No preference. No, that one's not more than the other. Um. I love going to baseball games more than football games. Yeah. I like watching the football games in the bar because, like, I just drove past Candlestick and was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Done. But I would – because we would get football tickets and I'd be like, eh. Because it's so hard to, like, get a beer or, like, even take a piss. Yep. And then you can't really see it that good. So, like, I'd rather just watch football from the bar. But yeah. I love going to the, the stadium for baseball. Yeah. Me too. That's the Personally. Shit. But I love both teams the same. Uh, Super Bowl-wise, you got Patriots or Rams? I fucking don't like either of them. Yeah, it's a tough one. I fuck New England. <laughs> yeah, Rob Welsh, you hear that? <laughs> and, um, and then I'll fuck the Rams anyway, so just watch the shit for the commercials. Just watch Fatty get bombed before the first quarter? Yeah, I think Fatty said that he was going to go for the, uh, uh, the Rams. Oh, damn. But I'm not sure. I Don't quote me on that. There is an L.A. in front of that word Rams. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget that, yeah. fatty. Giants number one rival. Uh, do you remember the earliest recollection of meeting me, like when we started fucking? No, I was actually thinking about that on the way here. I'm like, I don't remember where I met that, where I fucking met Greg. I got photos from like 2004. Five or four, I think, was the earliest ones I remember. Like, what year was that Crocker Chili Bowl that you placed? Fuck, I have no idea. Yeah. It was around that time, though, because we went on camping trips, like, with Drahobel. Yeah, because I met uh, met Drahobel and Preston. I worked at the pizza shop making pizzas around the corner from Drahobel's house. Oh. And so when Preston still lived in San Diego... But Anna lived in Marin. He would come and stay at, uh, excuse me, Drahobel's house. <laughs> and so he took him, he brought him over, and I'd made him sli- pizza slices. Oh, sick. Because I would always load, I'd load, he's like, oh, yeah, but, hey, bad. I think we're going to go on some trips here pretty soon. I had to come over and meet you to see how your pizza slices are going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, for sure, dude. And I, like, just loaded it up with all the toppings, you know? Yeah. More than normal. Huh. And that was where I met Preston. I was at 29th in church. San Francisco. I remember that. I think that was that was the era of the because I worked there when we when that Crocker contest was going on. Right. Yeah. And then we probably went on a trip to Oregon or something. And probably. Yeah. Uh, how did you meet Fatty and Sean and them? Well, when I moved to SF when I was like fourteen, my aunt, the only skate park in town was Crocker. Yeah. And so I would just go to Crocker every day. But back then, you know, they were like, you know, Crocker was a, little, a lot different. Or mad standoffish, you know, like fuck anybody knew. Yeah. You know? 
but I would just come every day. And I remember one day, like, we were sitting on the ledge, and I hadn't said a word to any of them, but I'd been going there for a, quite a while. And then they, Sean passed me the blunt. Do you want to hit it? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then he was like, we're going to go to this keg party tonight. You want to come? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then I think every single fucking day after that, we was, like, attached at the hip for, like, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> So but then that's how that came up. But there was only like at the Crocker kids. There was only like a few of us. Yeah, maybe like six or eight. You that like steady skaters, you know? Jordy, Fatty, you, Sean. Yeah, Max, Max, Ronald, yeah. Moochie. Right, Willer oh, yeah, St. Moochie, hell yeah. Pucker was there every day too. Before yep. he, that was when he rode a BMX bike. Tony Campos, Tony and Pucker were BMXers back then. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, uh, Redder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Redder. Wait, you lived with Redder for a minute, right? Nah, he moved in with me. Like, later, later on. What? <laughs> Tell me the story about his feet. <laughs> He's just fucked up. He's got trench foot. He's got it bad. Like, he'd just be there like... <laughs> He's got, like, crate. We're just sitting around the couch, like, smoking weed and fucking eating stolen Safeway pizzas. Holy and he's just like picking at his feet. Just got like gaping craters in there. Sorry, Ryder, but that was. People had to wear flip flops when they took showers. I heard. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I didn't ever shower over there. Oh man. Crumb snacks were showered there one night. That was pretty fucking weird. Sean will probably remember that. Fuck. Oh, and Pablo. Don't forget Pablo. Mm. Can't Absolutely. forget. Can't forget fucking Pablo. Yeah, we need Pablo on here actually. Oh, uh, that. <laughs> Tell the story about you and Preston going blow for blow on shoulder punches oh, when you were sucked. really young. And <laughs> I was 21, so that's 10 years ago. Yeah. That fucking sucked. So I was sitting at my house, like, just chilling, dead sober, and fucking Sean calls me. And he's like, dude, uh, Jake wants to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Jake, what up, you know? And he's like, come on, you, you go fucking drink with me. You got to meet us at the fucking bar, you know? I'm like, all right, fuck, dude. I wasn't even trying to, like, go out. I'd, I'd go meet Sean Preston and Jake at uh, Treat Street. And we get kicked out of Treat Street. And Preston is just on one. And he goes, and this is only when he had Oscar. He didn't have any more than one kid, you know? This is that long ago. He goes, the bartender's, like, kicking us out. And I'm, like, dead sober. He's trying to hang out. He's like, fuck, this is rugged. And he goes, fuck you forever, don't talk to my kids. I got three fucking kids. He said some shit like that. And then I guess they'd already been kicked out of like most of the bars in the immediate neighborhood. And so we go to Pops. And I'm just sitting there sober. And Preston just starts fucking like just punching me. But he does it with the knuckle thing. Oh. And he's a big fucking dude. I was probably like 5'4", <laughs> you know. And I'm like, ah, stop it. And I, like, didn't want to, like, because, like, he punched me back, you know? You're, like, and a I, buck 20. Yeah, and I, like, punched him back, and it was just, like, you know, like a feather hitting him, you know, like a fly landing on his shoulder. And he just kept doing it, but he was, like, so drunk that he kept missing my arm and hitting me in the ribs. Oh. And even Jake was like, man, you got to fucking stop that shit, dude. Like, and I got kind of pissed at one point, and I, like, went to break a bottle on his head, and he was like, fucking do it. Do it. And I was like, that's probably not a good idea. But he just would not stop. And my whole arm, my whole shoulder, and my arm down to my elbow was, like, purple. And my ribs, I had this massive purple bruise on the inside of my ribs. <laughs> and, of course, it, like, starts raining. 
for sure. It was raining. I remember this. And he, the bartender, uh, so then he sets up all, there's a one group of people sitting in the corner, and he sets all the bar stools up like a, like bowling ball pins and run and slides, and Pete roses <laughs> his head into the bar stools and knocks them all over, and the dude's like, you're fucking out of here, dude. And I'm like, okay, fine. And he's like, and Preston goes, all right, we'll leave, but you got to arm wrestle me, you know? To the and he goes, he goes, if I win, one more round of beers and shots, <laughs> and then we'll leave. And he won. <laughs> the dude, like, he was fighting it. But then, like, Did the, the guy dude, give you the shot to beer? I don't really remember. Oh. I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure. But then he, we kicked us out, and Preston couldn't find his fucking truck. And so we're walking down 24th Street, <laughs> and I'm on the other side of the street from him. He's, like, this bowling ball head just walking down the street with his hands in his pockets trying to find his truck. And I'm screaming at him from, like, Bryant and 24th, like, Preston, just come to my house. The last thing I wanted was to keep <laughs> him around me at that moment, you know? And then he uh, he just walked home all the way to the uh, Excelsior. Oh, damn. In the rain. And I was like, good thing I don't have to deal with his fucking ass no more tonight. It was always some shit like that. Then he calls me in the morning. Hey, 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 bud. Found the truck. What are you doing? It's <laughs> right by Clooney's. Want to meet me there? I'm like, I got your first bloody. And I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking meet you. I can't even move my arm. <laughs> I remember we went to the Alien Workshop premiere. It was like a couple days later. And I was talking to somebody, and that dude, Jamie Thomas, was like, Jake was, I was like, saying what's up to Jake, and he's talking to Jamie Thomas, and he's like, look at this motherfucker's arm. <laughs> I remember showing him my arm, and he was like, damn, how'd you, who did that to you? What'd you slam on? And I'm like, oh, I slammed on Preston's fist, dude. <laughs> Sitting at the fucking bar. Fuck. That was, that was a classic one. Just him standing with his hands in his pockets and 24th and Bryant in the rain, just staring down. <laughs> Come on, dude, let's go. This is so hard-headed, like, yeah. nope. <laughs> what year did you get on Antihero? How did that all go down? I was at a skate contest in Minnesota. Whoa. I took a Greyhound bus there, and I met Darren Howard, and he was like, oh, I want to uh, hook you up with fucking Spitfire. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, where you, where you live? I'm like, I live in, you know in the Richmond district of San Francisco. And he was like, oh, perfect, you know? Hmm. And so then he gave me, like, some wheels. And then I was on a Greyhound trip to SoCal to visit my dad. And I popped up, I think, at some park. And they were doing a real demo there. And I met um, Ferris. And he asked me, he's like, where the fuck are you from? I'm like, well, I've lived in, like, ten different places in the last fucking... 15 years while I live in the SF. He's like, oh, because you skate like you're from NorCal. He's like, call me on Tuesday. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking the bus back. And he wanted me to jump in the van, but I was I was like, I don't know. You know, I got to take the bus back. Uh-huh. And then I, I got back, and he was like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to, like, I already knew Sean and all those dudes, you know? Yeah. A little bit. And then uh, I got back, and he was like, I want you to go skate with Tony chemo and so i was just skating with tony and then julian called me one day asked me if i want to go on a skate trip to arizona had you met julian yet uh like briefly i mean i see him around the neighborhood all the time you know it was uh it was back when it was still small like the team was small it was like me andrew frank uh julian timo uh hewitt and uh trujillo was hurt oh but that was it 
and Cardiel, you know, obviously. So was the trip kind of like a test run, and then you it was passed just the a, test? It or? was just a, it was like one of those Julian trips where he just wanted to get out of town for a week. Oh. He was like, I just bring this fucking little kid. Uh-huh. I think I was like 17 or some shit. Yeah. Something like that. How how did you feel? Were you scared at all, or was it? No, I didn't care. Like, you knew about, like, what these guys, their reputation and everything, what they were well, about? yeah, because I went, like, they're like, oh, we want to go on, Julian calls me, like, I want to go on this trip to Arizona with me, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. So I go to, um, he's like, I'll pick you up at Frank's house in the morning. So I go to Frank's house, and we, like, whatever, it was just, like, six newel bullshit. Uh-huh. Dave Duren got arrested that night. <laughs> Classic. Um, just for walking outside the house, because the cops asked him to come out the house. Whoa. Oh, drunk in public. <laughs> No way. Because <laughs> they were playing, like, Alyssa and Frank were playing drums and jamming uh-huh. down in the bottom with, uh, I think, Frank's old homie, uh, also named Errol. Mm. But, yeah, then uh, me and Frank, um, I punched Frank that night because we were sitting on the couch, and he was sitting, like, irregularly close to me, smoking cigs, and he kept ashing on my pants, mm. like, fucking with me. Right. So I, like, punched him, <laughs> and he was like, you're in. <laughs> you got my vote and so in the morning we're all Sick. fucking like hung over and Julian's like oh, I'm, I got a head cold I can't go but he's like but team and then Frank's like but Timo's still gonna drive that way you can go with him but he's gonna make you fucking cry you know and I was like fuck it I'm not scared I know Tony a little uh-huh. bit you know yeah and we drove to Arizona I don't think we said more than like five words the entire way almost ran out of gas we're staying at Hammocky's house the creature team was there and um, did Julian showed up with Andrew and Frank, and um, Pete showed up with hits like four days later. So it was just me and Tony, Timo, and AZ living at Hammocky's. Hammocky was gone. We just like lived there. You guys get the Miata? No. <laughs> it was a long fucking time ago. It was like 15 years ago. But then, yeah, so, but we didn't have like no filmer or no photographer or anything. Uh. Pete made a pretty sick video on his little digicam. I think it was it was on YouTube for a while. I don't think it's there anymore, but we just skated pools hmm. in, in parks for like a week. And then, I don't know, it's, I've been rolling with them ever since. How would you uh, break down the Beauty and the Beast versus Skate Rock? Similar? Completely different? I'd say completely different. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast is like, like, it was hard to go from, because we went from Skate Rock, the first one, the first Skate Rock to the first Beauty and the Beast. That was like... Same year? We did the, no, we did the whole trip, and then we ended in Portland. And we stayed, me, Tony, and John Alden stayed in Portland for three days, and then drove, like, an extra three days after first Skate Rock, uh-huh. and then drove to Medford, Oregon, and just went straight back up to start that trip. Straight back up the Oregon coast. Oh, shit. And it was like kind of a fucking, it was definitely, there was, it was two different trips. We were coming off like, they were both fucking super sick, but they're definitely different in like many fucking aspects. Uh-huh. Skate rocks just like blow up everything, burn the fucking town down and <laughs> get the fuck out of there, you know? Beauty and the Beast is more like tranquil camping, fucking skate parks all day type uh, shit is it more itinerary like you Not got a really. schedule i mean there's usually like on anti-hero trips we might like get a demo or two right just to like you know, pay for the trip or whatever but we don't really have that itinerary just like whatever Julian wants to do like 
Yeah. He might want to stay in a town two nights or he might want to fucking drive three states over at the drop of a dime. That's gnarly going from a skate rock trip right into another trip. Yeah. And we did Beauty and the Beast and what did I do after that? Um, oh, yeah, that was when I went to Minnesota after that. Huh. And uh, I flew to Minnesota with Darren and Mossimo, and he was like, I only bought you a one-way ticket. I was like, fuck. What? Yeah, because I think I might have told him that I was going to meet some people, but like was probably like hella baked and just forgot about it, you know? Yeah. So then at the end of the, the end of the skate contest, Darren just like throws him a backpack and was like, good luck. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so then this is like two days after Beauty and the Beast or something like really close turnaround. And so I winded up seeing Hammocky. And I'm like, Hammocky, I'm stranded. I had no cell phone. My, my fucking cell phone was in Preston's backpack from Beauty and the Beast. Whoa. So I didn't have a phone or any money. And so Hammocky's like, yeah, you can stay with this dude. For like a weekend, it was fucking Clive Singleton, <laughs> and there's long, there's a lot of fucking. I got a lot of funny stories about that weekend. And we stayed with the uh, Ulu, Emmerich Pratt, uh, me, Robbie Brockle, and Hammocky. And then I got a hold of Joe Brooke, and he was on a um, habitat trip. And I'm like, I don't have anywhere to go, and nothing to do. So then he tells me, meet me in Cincinnati. And this is like, I mean, these stories I could tell you like in detail, but yeah. I won't do that. So then I get Julian wiring me a Greyhound ticket to Cincinnati from Minneapolis. It was supposed to be 16 hours, but it took 36. Like spent like 24 hours in the Chicago Greyhound station. <laughs> like overnight. Like it's cross street from Cook County Jail. Yeah. Like a tiny little white kid. It was like... <laughs> Holy and then shit. I finally get there and I go on that trip with those dudes. And was then that I, Skatopia? Yeah, that was when we went. We skated Cincinnati and uh, around Ohio. And but then by that time everybody left, so it was just me, Fred Gall, <laughs> Metal Lou from Jersey. Oh yeah. Um, the one dude filmer, I forget his name, and Joe Brook. And then we went there, skate rock or uh, indie tour it was a Skatopia. And all the dudes like Preston and Rhino and and Hits and they're like, come with us, just come with us and keep it going. <laughs> but like Lance Dodds wasn't feeling it, you know. He's like, I'm not feeling it. So then Joe Brooke got somebody to buy me a plane ticket home. So the next day, I went to work at Low Card and left early because I was kind of tired. Uh-huh. And I got home to my house being raided by the F. My house was got raided by the FBI that day. Whoa! And so I had I had to break in the back door or the back window through the fire escape and all my shit was everywhere so I fucking panicked so I had to go back down the fire escape because they screwed the door shut like the feds like bust that shit in so I called Julian I'm like dude I don't know what to do <laughs> and so I ran to North Beach and he's like Trujillo's gonna go meet the indie team on a Greyhound bus tomorrow morning I'll buy you a ticket just stay here and I had like no backpack or no fucking clothes still and I'm like I just got off the gnarliest Greyhound trip like two days ago and I gotta go do it again and so then he's like I'm not even gonna I'm like that dude hated on me he, was, he didn't know me he didn't want me to come and uh he's like fuck it I don't care you're going and so he just bought me a ticket and he's like I'm not telling him that you're coming I'm like well I can't either cause I don't have a fucking cell phone yeah he's like it's all good you show up with Trujillo no one's gonna say shit so me and Trujillo show up that was another that was Greyhound's always a fucking a, a trip but then we showed up and 
just went there and I went straight to the indie trip for like six weeks or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was like fucking hell of a, that was a hell of a summer right there. I was like wearing the same dickies and the same cut off fucking flannel t-shirt for like fucking four months or something. What did the FBI raid your house for? Oh, uh, because someone shipped a package of weed. Oh, in the mail? Yeah, and they and put their return address on it uh-huh. like an idiot. And so they came in thinking it was like a massive operation. But it was just like my homie had like 20 plants. But then there was like some other stuff. Did you guys get fucked with her? No, because he got like, he paid out he paid out of pocket like for a good lawyer. Uh-huh. I never had to do anything, but I remember looking at the paperwork. I'm like, fuck, I got six felonies. Fuck. You know? Just because, and I slept on a fucking couch. I just had my birth certificate in this dresser. Yeah. But so I was just like guilty by association fuck. for the most part. I'll just keep leaving it, leave that at that. <laughs> and then, so then when, how did you get into Crete? How did you get in with the grind line and all that? So I was tired of living on food stamps and selling weed for a living. So Jason Ferris is going to get me in this welding school. This is like over 10 years ago. But I had to get my GED, which I still don't have. Um, so I went to take my GED and like, oh, you need 80 bucks to pay for it. So I go to Deluxe and I'm like, this is when Jason still worked at Deluxe. And I'm like, dude, can I get some stuff to sell to get my GED to get in that class, you know? He's like, sure. And he just gave me, like, a fucking fat box of shit. It was probably, like, 200 bucks worth of shit. So I sold it all, like, instantly to my roommates and stuff, you know? So then I had, like, I don't know, probably like 200 bucks. And that was a Friday. And then let's just say, long story short, I woke up on Sunday with a fucking wicked hangover and no money. <sighs> So I'm laying at Potrero just, like, devastated. Like, fuck, Jason's going to be so bummed on me. Yeah. And I can't take my uh, GED test tomorrow because the school started, like, in, like, two days after that. And then uh, so I'm just laying at the park and in the grass, and, and Danger just ki- kicked me. You want to come to work tomorrow? And I'm like, look up, like, serious? He's like, yeah. And then so me and Sean went there. I worked for a week, and Rob was like, you're in. Was that St. Helena? Remember, you drove me there. St. Helena? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You, that was the first job. Yeah, you drove. Me, you, Sean, and you you, uh, you and Jehobel drove me and Sean and dropped us off there. Sick, yeah. Because we got to skate there before it was even done. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, that was with the rabbi, right? Yep. You remember that day when you guys came when it was finished? And Hutt, we're sitting there after work, and Jake shows up. You came with Jake. Oh, fuck. And Jake was like, He went to the up? hospital. He was like, what's up, Hubbard? Can we skate? And he goes, <laughs> knock yourself out. Jake's first run hits a rock and knocks himself out, splits his head open. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking like... St. Helena <laughs> Hospital. Yeah. Fuck, right on delivery. I forgot about that. Yeah, knock yourself out, first run. Dude. Hits a rock and fucking knocks himself out. I really forgot about that. That rules. Yeah. So that was the first job. That was my first grind line job. And then yeah. were you kind of in or were you doing it spontaneously and, oh, and then you went forward? I was all about it. Uh, you just I went just forward? I just dove into it. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, oh, I get to build skating Mm -hmm. i get to build shit and work and like you know at that time the money to me was like ridiculous Mm -hmm. you know i was working at a fucking pizza shop for seven dollars and 15 cents an hour yeah you know i get to make like almost twice that much yeah at the time it was 10 years ago different zones where's the best place you've been you think through uh building skate parks you just went to dubai right yeah i'd say that's the worst place i've been (laughs) for sure hands hands down the best place? Fucking right down the street, Hilltop. 
That was dope. And drive five minutes from my house. Yeah. (laughs) Copenhagen was good, right? Yeah, years in Copenhagen. I got a lot of friends and people there, like family. Yeah. But yeah, we did, I mean, winters out there. Brutal. Get really brutal when you got to work outside. But the summers are like amazing for like a month. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I went there, it was like dudes were locked up all year and then they got the fucking, they were like hibernation to fucking Vikings gone wild. Oh, dude. Every time I I would go there for like nine, nine months or more and come back, it's just like fucking see you later. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that trip, though. Um, Which one? That was fucking Copenhagen to Paris, bad shit with Dinosaur Jr., fucking oh, yeah. indoor museum, skating, and you got the cover. Yeah. I'll start with the... Uh, yeah, we were finishing Copenhagen, and I'd been there for probably like six months. We finished the park, lived there at the park. Long story short, they had the party there. We still lived there. Jake shows up one morning, and like he just gets into my little apartment some or my little trailer shack where I slept, and just fucking socked me in the leg to wake me up like super hard. This is what your fucking life's become. I'm like I guess. And he's like, we're going to Paris after this. You got to come. And I'm like, all right. I guess I was gonna go home, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had another job to do in Denmark, but I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go to Paris. So I bought a plane ticket right there. I think it was 500 bucks last minute. And then me and Sean and Nick Face and Dustin Dolan were all on. The, we out of the same flight. Everybody was already there. The train broke down on our way from the airport. <laughs> so we sat in this train. It was like 110 degrees. I got some funny fucking photos of us on this train for like over a couple hours like it was a long fucking time <laughs> and then we get by the time we get there Dustin's like alright I got you and me and Sean's don't, phones don't work we get to Paris so we go meet Dustin's girlfriend at this bar and then he's just like literally like buys us around the beers he's like alright later guys and we're like well where we gotta meet Jake and and Smitty and Preston and where the fuck are they he's like oh they're just down they're over there somewhere and of course again it starts raining always gotta be in the rain yeah and so we go there and the dude won't let us stay in the hostel <laughs> like midnight right and so me and Preston and Sean and my little sister are just like cruising streets of Paris all night sleep on some benches by one of them little Liffey rivers Holy and uh, we got back at 8 and Preston's all like buzzed up on wine and I'm like dude maybe just let me talk to this dude you know <laughs> And the guy like, at the nah. hotel. Yeah, the president yeah. like, no. Nah. And then I'm like, this is like never going to work. Dude. <laughs> and he pulled it. He always do that shit, you know? Yeah. And he got us in the room, and I think we, we might have stayed there one night. Yep. There was and six then Jake, of us. Yeah, and then, yeah, in that in the fucking, like, basically one-bedroom room. Yeah, it was like one and a half beds. Me, you, My Gut, sister. Jenna, Jake, and Peastone. Wasn't Burnett in there too? Nah, Burnett has his own hotel okay. like down the block or something. I have the photo of us, of me, Burnett, and Jake. Dude. And Pre- or Preston. All I remember is you guys like took forever to get there in our minds because of all that shit that happened. I had to go to an internet cafe <laughs> and buy f- time on the phone to call my sister to get the address and then ask if the French people don't really care for you when you're American, yeah. you know? Like, hi, I'm just some lost drunk American. With his fucking orange construction shirt on, you know? <laughs> All I remember is Preston going, 
Oh, I see. Living on the run, huh? Living on the run. Can't even get to the fucking hotel. <laughs> he was he, he was fucking on fire. He was so on fire. And then you guys ninety six times, Smitty. And then you ninety six <laughs> times I've been to Europe. You just start listening to me. Yeah, ninety six times. He was You're like, so... you been to Europe ninety six times, <laughs> dude. You don't think I've been to this one? Come on. But uh, you guys took the bottle of wine out at night, and then Jake's fucking Jake woke up My and went out his box. Yeah, I mean, barefoot. How did you guys do it? That was the funnest shit ever. Dude, getting, like, the sushi catering meal at the museum. And then describe that fucking skate home, whatever it was. It was like an art piece, I think. But, yeah, that was crazy because it was in that museum. It was like modeled like a bedroom or a living room. Yeah, I think it was actually like, I don't Futuristic. remember, but I want to say it was like a model for like an actual something that, like like an idea, like you can we can have this tiny skate home, uh-huh. you know? It's an art piece, but like you can like actually live in it or something. Yeah, like- I remember somebody telling me some shit about that, but it was like in one ear and out the other. I didn't really fucking care. I thought the thing was pretty stupid anyway. <laughs> Look cool. It's hard to skate. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, Jake was like, they didn't have any beer in there. And Jake's like, drink wine. And I'm like, I don't really like wine. He's like, if you drink wine, he's like, if you're going to drink wine once in your life, right now is the time to do it. So I guess they had like some fucking 300-year-old French wine in the oldest fucking art museum in Paris, right. France, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know, I was did, doing kick turns to like hype Sean up. We were just skating together. Uh-huh. Burnett's like, let me shoot that photo. We did a kick turn. And then Sean got a photo in the mag doing the backside flip. And I have the black and white photo of it. Over a street gap? No, backside flip in, oh, the, in, there? in the pipe. Yeah. But you can see me because I have a black and white photo of it. And I caught uh, Burnett's flash because it looks sick. Because oh. it. Ugh. And then, but if you look in that mag, if you look in that issue, you can see me taking the photo in the back round sick and i have the photo oh right cool but yeah yeah at that time there was no thought of like this with you just thought you were skating and shooting a photo right well yeah it's doing a fucking kick turn in like a six foot fucking quarter pipe yeah and i remember we went in to go have a glass of wine with jake and he was showing jake the photo because my face looks all fucked up in it you know huh and he's like look he's like jake's like or uh burnett's like that's the face only a mother could love and I was like, fuck, dude, my mom's dead, so I guess no one's ever going to love my face. <laughs> and then he just looked at me hella crazy. I was just making a joke, you know? Yeah. And he just looked at me hella crazy, and I just laughed. And then Jake's like, let me see it. And Jake's like, that's the cover. That's the cover shot. No way. And I was like, I didn't think nothing. I was like, yeah, right, fool. Like, uh, <laughs> kick turn? And yeah. No way. But I guess it's just like the aesthetics of the photo. But then I go back to Copenhagen after that to go work in Denmark. And I remember I was sitting on the train, and I had that, um, like, the little burner phone, European phone. Yeah. And you're like, yo, check out the website. Yeah. There's something you should look at. That's how it was. I thought maybe we FaceTimed, but it was before no. that. No, because it was on the little, I had the super shitty little phone, uh-huh. little, like, 7-Eleven phone. Okay. And you're like, check out the website. And I was on the train back to Copenhagen, which is, like, a three-hour trip. And I get there, Rune's house. And I'm like, bro, I, I thought it was, like, a Preston edit or something. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I'm like, check out the website. He's like on his laptop in the corner, you know. He's like, I don't see anything. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I don't know what he's talking about. They didn't even give a shit, really. Uh-huh. And um, he's like, oh. And then turns around and looks at me hella crazy. 
and then just turns the fucking computer around and i was like oh no that's just one of those um stoke of the days <laughs> you know and he's like no that's right it's real and yeah. i remember i texted you back i'm like is that fucking real or what and you're yeah. like yeah and i was like oh cool and we went out and I didn't even want to go out that night, but Rune's like, we have to go party. Celebrate. Yeah, because at, at that time on the website, we had Stoke of the Day, which was a fabricated cover. Yeah, it was like a it um, was like photo, photo graffiti, graffiti cover. A thrasher cover. Yeah, that's what so, I thought it was. Right. You know? And I'm like, whatever with that, you know? <laughs> like, that's cool, I guess, you know? But then to come to find out that it was that, that was real, I was like, whoa. So sick. Um, that was just like... For me, it was like the nail. Like that trip was just really sick. It was one of my favorites. It was like, holy shit! And then you got the cover too. It was like, yeah, of course. Ninety-seven times, Schmitty. Ninety-seven times. Or was it ninety-six? Schmitty, you don't think I've ever taken care of Jake? It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. You take care of him. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's on mushrooms. Yeah. He just stole a bunch of shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Jake, press is like, welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> For so, real. It was. Yeah, that was insane. And that then was we took, a good one. And then we took the shuttle to the airport with Jay Maskus and Lou Barlow. Like the next morning, we're on the shuttle with Dinosaur Jr. going to the airport. And I just remember like, damn. I don't remember that. I must have been on a different flight. Because me and Sean got that other hotel room. Yeah, I think it was just me, Jenna, and Preston on, on the flight home for yeah. some reason. I'm not sure. I'm personally um, not a fan of Dinosaur Jr., so I don't really give a fuck. But. Yeah. I was a fan. I, I liked them. Not hating, just saying. Yeah. Um, all right. We got a few uh, phone calls here. Let's uh, go to the uh, phone lines here. We got phone calls. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is Nasty Net calling in for Ryan, a.k.a. Peabody. Uh, what's your favorite beers internationally? No Mexico, no America. All international. I know you like fucking Coors. Let's hear the international shit. Come on, bud. <laughs> Nick. Yeah, Nick. Um, dude, to be honest, I really like the Danish beers, like the Carlsbergs are good. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, obviously, like, I really like a good pint of Guinness, but those are, like, you can't get a good pint of Guinness mm. anywhere. Even the fucking shithouse Irish pubs. Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> they don't pour it in the right glass. They don't pour it the right way, you know? Uh-huh. I've been there to the fucking brewery and learned, or had them tell you why and how they do it. If it's not done in proper way, it won't ferment the same way, you know? Yeah. Uh, where is that brewery? In Dublin, in North Dublin, in Ireland. Dublin, oh. oh, but yeah, let's just say Carlsberg. Carlsberg. I'll fuck with some Carlsberg, some Tuborgs, Guinness, um... Bintang's completely out, Nick. <laughs> that shit get, actually has formaldehyde in it. I had like a three-day withdrawal when we came back from Bali. Damn. Just from that like formaldehyde in the brew. Yeah. It was fucking gnarly. Were you always a Coors guy or did you used to be Budweiser? I was Bud heavy for a long time. Uh-huh. But then I got like, uh, I was like borderline diabetic. Oh. And so the, the, the doctor was like, if you, you're not going to stop drinking... You just to drink light beer. It'd be better for you. It's less sugar. Right. So I tried Bud Light. Bud Light sucks. And then Coors Light. Hey, Peabody, what's up? I was just wondering if uh, you're any better at folding T-shirts 
And if uh, you can handle more than three beers these days. That was Rob Conson. All right, Rob Conson. <laughs> well, I can handle more than three beers, you fucking prick. <laughs> I got food poisoning at night because you cooked that fucking shitty-ass grade three chicken that was expired. Thank you for that. And, yes, I still fold shirts exactly like how you taught me how to. Was that your first job? No. No, but it was. But you worked for a low card. Yeah, like a few days a week. Uh huh. Because he knew I was broke as fuck. So, and we were always skating. He was like, oh, "I'll just have you fold the shirts because I don't want to do it." Did he pay you with burgers or money? He or paid what? me in ten dollars an hour. Oh, I work eight hours a day, and that's eighty bucks cash to me back then was a fucking a lot. lot. I'm like, sick. I can afford a torta. I don't have to go to Foods Co <laughs> and buy some shitty burgers with my food stamp card. You know. Man, the phone lines are lit up. We can only take a few calls, but uh, we're definitely going to take this one. Sean Gutierrez. To you, who are the biggest influences in skate park building these days? Oh, man. Thanks for calling, Sean. Um, a lot. There's a lot of people out there that are really doing like cool shit, you know? Like, too many to name. There's people all over the world, like, too many names to say. Yeah. But people just, like, innovating and pushing for like different stuff i i think all right last caller we got fat back okay peabody let's talk about photography how you got into it you caught the photo bug and you were buying leicas talk about your uh your camera falling into a bucket of water and uh talk about the cameras that you use the film and like the moments that you document you have a crazy archive i feel like you could make a cool zine or book with the stuff that you shot and are are you still shooting as much as you used to shoot so i don't shoot as much as i used to shoot but I still do quite frequently. But I don't have a camera on my hip like I used to all the time. I, well, I did, but I lost that in Ecuador. But I got my first camera was before I was going to go on that crazy Greyhound mission cross-country uh-huh. by myself. Right. Ken Nagahara gave me a, um Olympus XA2 and a bag of film. And that just kind of like, I just kind of fell in love with that. And then, um, Joe, you were always pushing me in the right directions on which cameras to buy and which types of film to use and all that all that jazz about just getting going on it. Mm. And I don't know, what was his other question? There was like five fucking questions in that. <laughs> Something about a camera falling in a bucket. Oh, of water. yeah. So I bought it. So Joe is always pressing me to buy this Leica M6, which is like, you know, they're a lot, they're like over $2,000, you know. And he's like, you got to buy an M6. And I'm like, dude, I have like this fucking $40 XA2 and I have like $20 in my wallet, you know? Yeah. How am I going to buy an M6? <laughs> and so finally, uh, we were working in Europe and I had, I spent my whole paycheck on the Leica M6 uh-huh. with a um, little 35 mil uh, lens. And I think it was probably a li- just a few months later, I went to this little DIY spot in Copenhagen. And I was just cruising. I wasn't even planning on working, but this guy's like, oh, could you help me out real quick, you know? Yeah. For like two seconds. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I got you. So I had the camera around, this, around my shoulder. So I took off my flannel and wrapped the camera in my in my flannel and put on this table and i guess some dude this dude stefan was like going through trying to find cigarettes and lifted up my flannel to try and find the pocket and the camera just happened to roll out and just land in a bucket of dirty concrete water oh so i dried it out and got new battery for it 
and it seemed to be working just fine. But then we go to after that trip was we went to China, and I shot probably like 20 rolls in China, and I think I got like maybe four good photos Whoa. from like 20 rolls. Fuck. Because all the interiors all fucked up. So then I sent it to uh, Leica, New Jersey, paid 500 bucks. It basically have a brand new M- uh, Leica oh. M6. Then that works like a charm. Worked better than I did when I bought it. Oh, sick. But yeah, that was. Big ups to Joe Brook for uh, leading the yep. way with some of those moves on the Leica. I remember the, yeah, why don't you buy a Leica? You're like, dude, I can't even buy a hot dog. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I gotta overdraw my bank account to buy a fucking burrito. <laughs> I fucking, uh, do you think they take food stamps? Fuck. Can you explain to me what's going on with the mission? What no. happened to the mission, dude? No, I cannot. <laughs> it's gentrification at its finest. I mean, I get pushed out of one, two, three, four houses. Right. Just in the last. Like, I don't know, I'd say, well, over the course of 10 years. But places that you live at for years upon years. Uh Like, my sister had an apartment, and then my cousin took it over, and then I took it over. This is, like, years we'd been there. And it was always, like, 1500 bucks for, like, a two-bedroom, one bath, and a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the lady's like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to switch the lease into my name. And she, like, wanted to double it. And it's like, I could almost afford it if I tried. Yeah. But, but it was just the audacity of it. I was like, well, you can just go fuck yourself. Like, I'll take a couple hundred dollar increase, you know? Yeah. But fuck, like, like double, which sucks because it was right down the street from the park. But no renter's protection. Nope. They got a loophole. Huh. Because at least if it would have been like, if my cousin would have kept the lease in his name, but uh, he wanted to switch it to mine. Uh, so then that's where they get you. Because then now they're like, but they would have to come in. We would have to move out anyway. And then they have to redo everything because it's run down. Yeah. Been occupied by my sister and my cousin for, you know, 10 years would right. be at this point. So. God damn. What's up with these motorized skateboards everywhere? Scooters, skateboards, uh, uniwheels. Fucking lazy it's like motherfuckers. There's out there. I know. Fuck. Lazy motherfuckers. I like to push. Uh, we got a text message from your sister, Jenna. She really wants to know what your favorite cat is. My favorite cat? Yeah. Oh, she's probably just fishing for uh, Moxie. Moxie? Yeah, that'd be the one I had a picture of sitting on my head. Oh, uh, okay. What kind of cat is that? Black and with a little bit of white spots on it. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Do you get bummed when people call her Seabody? No, I don't even know where that came from. It's, I, I mean, it's like, obvious. It's like your cousin's tea body or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every, everything's body. No, I think, well, I mean, all my friends just call it my my, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> what's up with your sister? Right. Not like, what's up with she body? I'd be like, mm. Felper texting in wants to know why was Marty the best thing to ever happen to pouring concrete and do you still tag? Um, I mean, sometimes you catch me like drunk with my graffiti friends. I'll like write some bullshit on the wall, but I've never had like a graffiti name. Uh huh. But I'd say Marty was the best thing to ever. Well, you know, I mean, best thing because he just had like this 
like Jedi way to it, you know? Like he could just pull shit off that you would never even believe. And he didn't care about the, um, he never cared about the money. He never cared about the outcome. He just wanted to build. He always would just say, he's like, I don't fucking care. I just want to build the best skate park in the world. He goes, if we make it, we make it. If we don't, we'll try again. Uh-huh. Like one time he didn't like a design and we went back, we were living in the Grindline office and, um, Matt from the office had uh, printed out a little a footprint of the skate park and he had a whiteout pen right next to it and he says and there's a little note white out the, the parts of the park that you're going to change and he whited out the whole fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> you know and that was when he told me he's like wants to, he's just like I just want to build best skate parks in the fucking world right. fuck this shit you yeah. know like he didn't care about the money like he he wasn't no millionaire. He wasn't living on no salary. Like, he's eating, like, grilled cheese and tomato soup every night. Uh-huh. Like, everyone has this, like, perception of him. Like, he was some big shot. Yeah. Not even close, you know? Right. But he was just, like, organic, all about skating and just being on the front lines, building skating and progressing it and trying to build the best park in the fucking world. Yeah, dude. You know? The fucking best. What, what do you think one of the best parks that you guys have been like what that you've been a part of building i mean beauty is in the eye of the beholder so some people might think differently you know uh-huh. but st helena is still really good like copenhagen's really good um i don't know dude there's so fucking many yeah um lake elsinore we just did is really good uh-huh that one's almost done what's the worst one you've done the worst one I've done Bob's <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs> uh, probably like that one we did in Dubai it's pretty fucking shitty oh really yeah that wasn't our fault though what was so bad about Dubai um well was, we had to work the night shift cause it was 134 degrees when we get there at 3 o'clock super humid it's on the Arabian Gulf it's like 118 to 120 in the middle of the night and they just had us working we just worked like crazy fucking hours for like 40 days straight just in the sand like you walk like 10 miles in your work boots in sand like our our feet were fucking raw or like chafing everywhere like you just start sweating the fuck like just sitting there yeah you know and it was like sandstorms, and a biggest part about it is you couldn't buy beer. You have to have a license to buy beer. Uh-huh. And you have to buy beer is like buying drugs. You got to have some dude come who has a license that like owns a bar or something to go get it, you know? Oh. So it's like you couldn't even come home from work after like a 16-hour day in the heat and like just have a cold one, you know? Oh, fuck. And just like we were – and we lived in like some shitty little apartment. Yeah. But, I mean, the money was good, so it was worth it, but <clears> – <throat> I don't think I'll go back to Dubai again. No. And then the design was shit. The concrete mix was shit. The people we work with were shit. Just a shitty overall. It thing. was just like, yeah. So I'd say that was probably like world record. You've been on fucking a majority of the skate rocks. You probably haven't been on everyone, but you've been on like a I lot. I missed of them. two. You missed two. What's like one of the gnarliest things out of all of them that is like sticks out in your head? Fuck, man. 
I don't really remember much because we've been drinking a lot on those trips. Yeah. The gnarliest. I don't know. There was some super heavy skating. I mean, I wasn't there for the car crash in South Africa. Oh, fuck, I'd yeah. say that might have been one of the the gnarlier things. Oh, the brawl in China. <sighs> Were was, you there in China? I was going to say no. <laughs> but, yeah, that was fucking pretty gnarly. The skating was gnarliest. I mean, this, our, what was that one town they dude thought we stole his fucking wedding ring? In uh, uh, in Mississippi. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Holy shit! That was because I haven't been on any of the international ones, but that one was so insane. I remember yeah. I was driving the car and the dude came at us. He thought fucking somehow somebody took his wedding ring. And then fucking Frank came out and fucking started haymaker in. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Everyone jumps in. We just haul ass back to the hotel and then cops everything. Yeah, I was hiding in the van. Dude. I was hiding in the, under the seat of the van because that's where I was sleeping anyways. Yeah. But yeah, then everyone was like pressing, like rip the fucking gutter off the thing. Oh, yeah. Like gutter challenge and rip that. <laughs> oh, I don't Yep. All types of fucking... And then the next day, we were supposed to go to, like, somewhere else in Mississippi, and they we called ahead, and they were like, just get out of the state. Yeah, so we, we went straight to New Orleans. <laughs> it was like right, fucking Smokey um, the Bandit. Yeah. I, I remember just going, holy shit. Remember, we couldn't drive all the vans together. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to stop. Like, I remember we pulled over. And, uh, like a Cracker Barrel or something. Yeah, like a Cracker Barrel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were in, in our van. And Joe's like, we had like we, we had to like, we're just like, oh, just eat a Cracker Barrel for an hour and let those other dudes get on the way. Dude, we had the best van. Fucking Fatty with a bottle of Ghost. Timo and Sean started getting a fight for something, and, and Timo got knocked out for half the ride. Yeah, we stacked a bunch of trash on him. Oh, my God. That was so sick. Yeah, and we had Austin... Yeah. Well, because... And Nick. We were... Yeah. Because well, we were... And Joe. We were tripping on set hoppers. Because, like, if, if you jumped van... Because Pat jumped a van oh, instantly. Right. And then he and got so thrown the in jail. Theme, that was the theme of the trip was you in that van, you stay in that fucking van. Yep. And me and Fatty stayed in that van the whole time. We slept in it every night, me and him in Austin. And one night, I remember Fatty coming up to the van. And he's like, dude, I got a room. They gave us a room. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then one night on the entire trip, we had a hotel room. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't even know that. Because we were just sleeping in the van. Me, because there's three seats. Uh-huh. I had one, Fatty had one, and then Austin had one. Yeah. And then, yeah, we had the room one night. I remember that one was, my Preston story on that one is we were, I think we were in New Orleans. It was almost the last day of the trip, and we were at that shitty park or whatever that right before we go to the uh the gig and i was trying to follow uh trujillo and trixie and they took off so i'm driving and the door's still open fatty's already in but but the door ain't closed yeah and preston's like smitty you never leave without the door closing (laughs) he starts yelling at me i was like dude come on all right well fuck dude thanks a lot for coming in uh yeah we got an introduction on our way out. You get to introduce a song, Bad Shit, Grindline, something that we got the rights to. We'll do Grindline the band. Yep. Salba Sauce, because I hated this fucking song 
because Hubbard would play it. We'd be working in Houston, Texas, and he would never stop playing it. And I'm like, fucking, I hate this song, Salva Sauce. You know? All right. It's not even like a diss on Salva. It's just like the song, like, written by Andrew Culverson. But Hubbard would play it nonstop. And I've been playing it a lot late, you know, in light of recent events. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so you just play that one. You probably have the rights to that. Fuck yeah. We miss you, Hubbard. Fucking, uh, thanks for coming in, bud. Yeah, man, no problem. We'll be back next week. Peace. enjoy this episode and if you did please subscribe now on anchor itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and if you like this show one of the best ways to show some love is to write up a review i always appreciate to hear your thoughts and detailed reviews are the best way for people to discover us also a big shout out to our executive director cheryl camisa shout out love it